Welcome to episode 5 of This One's For The Working Mama, bringing you the right type of distraction for your daily commute. Join in the movement of working moms who own their choice to work and strive to achieve a life with their soul on fire. Make a conscious effort to fill your daily drive with truth and wisdom that can abolish the working mom guilt for good and find community. I'm Katie Alexander and this is your 8-minute devotion. Episode 5, Can You Affair-Proof Your Marriage? I was sitting with a single friend this week having the discussion about how you know if someone you're dating is the right one. She was fascinated by my story of meeting my husband at 15 years old, falling in love, and never looking back. She genuinely wanted to know how I had confirmation at 15, 20, 30, and today that this was the right choice. Were there sparks, fireworks, messages on tiny scrolls sent on the backs of pigeons? Do I ever look back on that and question what led us to marriage at 20? And have I ever had feelings for someone else in the 21 years that we have been together? Those were a lot of questions. I knew that she was searching for answers in her own life to unlock all the mysteries of dating because she's in her 30s and she hopes to get it right. I was honored that she looked to me to ask some of the questions because my guess is she sees the years that Chris and I are married, the life we have built, And there's something in all of that drawing her in. So let's start with the question, how did I know he was the one? Well, I never doubted it. And since the opposite of doubt is certainty, that's how I knew. Second question, do I ever look back and wish we did some part of our story different? No. We were married at 20. And while that may not be suitable for every 20-year-old couple you meet, it worked for us. The question of all of those that held the most weight and lingered in the room like a thick fog was, have I ever had feelings for someone else in the 21 years we have been together? The fog grew because I couldn't just quickly answer that question. It's not a simple response, and I didn't want to give an answer that she would just dismiss, you know, the kind that she just expected. I wanted to genuinely dive deep into this question and this problem that plagues most marriages. The short and simple answer is no. In my 21 years with Chris, I have never had feelings for another man. I can say it confidently, but I wanted to give her more than that. I wanted to tell her why. This is not because our 15 years of marriage have been perfect or free of heartache or disappointment. We faced both of those things and even went through a difficult year of selfish motives, negative words spoken, and a crazy cycle of incompatibility. I have never loved another man. Not because Chris has been everything I ever needed every day of the last 21 years. I have never loved another man because the day I chose to love him, I committed to keep choosing that every day after. I choose to love him when he is imperfect. I choose to love him when he forgets to put the toilet seat up, pick up his dirty socks, or put my needs ahead of his own. I choose to love him through all of those faults because I am asking him to do the same thing in return. I am asking him to love my imperfections, my stretch marks, my hormonal rages, my messy parts, all of me. And I am trusting that the God who brought him into my life will carry us through all of that. Is it enough to choose to love him through all of his faults? Does that compile the recipe for an affair-proof marriage? Not entirely, because we have free will, and we cannot control the outcome of the other person's choosing. 
We can't control that they choose to love us, but we can do our part to love them and trust that God is in control of the outcome and at work in the life of the other party. I wanted to tee up today's verses by talking about the choice to love and the faith to trust that God has our marriages in his hands, but I also wanted to mention free will and choice because it will lighten what you read today. I also think it's important to mention that while this passage is written from a father to a son and addresses the role of the man avoiding a promiscuous woman, ladies, we are not exempt from the warning, nor are we responsible for the man who fails the command to stay faithful. Today's reading in Proverbs comes from chapter 5, and it's a reminder that the Bible is not just some antiquated historical account, rather a guidebook relevant to us today. Proverbs chapter 5, Avoid Immoral Women and Men. Starting in verses 15, drink water from your own well, share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets, having sex with just anyone? You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. This comes from Proverbs 5, 15 through 17 and gives clear instruction. When you make a choice to do life with your spouse, love only them. God isn't commanding this because he wants to keep us from missing out on something. It's quite the opposite. He knows that this leads to destruction, which is why the author goes on to warn, picking up in verse 21. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. If you listened to episode 4, we talked about sin. It's the evil parts we hope to leave behind in pursuit of holiness. Falling into the sin of adultery is a rope that binds and holds us back. So the question is, can we affair-proof our marriage? I believe that answer is no, but we can affair-proof our own heart. In the same way that Proverbs 4 talked about guarding your heart against sins of speech, we can apply that same type of protection to the part of our heart that controls our attraction and love for one another. You cannot affair-proof your marriage because it is made up of two people with free will, but you can affair-proof your side of it. You can avoid evil run from temptation, or feelings that lead you down a path toward another person that is not your spouse. You can seek God in the face of that temptation and seek accountability from someone you trust to point you back on the straight and narrow. This message in Proverbs, it's not just for the man led astray by a wandering heart. This is for you, and it's for me. And if that person is you, if you've already let your feelings lead your behavior and you are roped in this sin, The one promise I know holds true of the character of our God is that there is nothing that can separate you from his love. You can start today to turn your heart back to the one capable of guarding, protecting it, and making it a fair proof. Finish strong and read through the rest of Proverbs 5 today. Pray over the parts of your heart that belong to your spouse and thank God that we can turn to him in our moments of weakness for strength and stability. Thanks for following along on episode five. To be included in all of the upcoming episodes, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you want, or give it a quick rating, which takes you about two seconds, which helps it be available to more mamas just like you. Stick with me as we continue with these 31 days in the Proverbs. You won't be disappointed.